You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, April the 27th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today after a tough loss for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals as they fall to the uh, Philadelphia Phillies by the final score of 2-1. to one. And the, um, yeah, a couple different storylines that, that I'll talk about today. Uh, first of all, I do want to tell you today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto with a million selection and a lot of low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. You can visit rockauto.com and let them know that Locked On sent you. Um, it's really, really a tough loss. So we're going to start with the big story, and we're going to start with the fact that it was a pitcher's duel. Adam Wainwright, Zach Wheeler, both pitched phenomenally yesterday. But Wheeler being able to keep the Cardinal hitters off balance, he was able to strike out nine and eight plus innings. Meanwhile, Wainwright did the same for nine complete innings. Wainwright really only made two big mistakes, and I'll talk about those mistakes in a little bit, but. Before we get into any of the negatives for St. Louis, let's just appreciate the good pitching matchup we saw yesterday. Because I don't think this was a case of the Cardinals offense struggling, which it is. But I don't think that this was one of those days where, oh man, the Cardinals should have gotten more hits. No. Wheeler was on point yesterday. He was really, really filthy. And he was able to almost get the complete game. He was only starting the one run that was really given up after he left the game. Uh, he walked Carpenter lead off the ninth, and Carpenter ended up coming around to score. And then, yeah, he, he was he had perfect perfect game through four and two thirds or four and a third, whatever it was. So credit to Zach Wheeler, great job by by Wheeler yesterday to, to pitch against the Cardinals offense. Great job. And Wainwright was able to do pretty much a very similar thing against the Philadelphia Phillies offense, saving the Cardinals bullpen another day and keeping the, the Phillies off balance. It, it's it's kind of weird to think that Wainwright was. Wainwright is still able to use his curveball that, for the most part, most people know is coming. I was watching the Cubs-Braves game yesterday that uh, Wainwright throws the highest percentage of curveballs in the major leagues this season at 33%. Uh, Charlie Morton was on the mound for the Braves. I think he was second or third. So, I mean, for the, for the most part, you have a pretty good idea of what's coming here against Wainwright, and he just can't seem, people can't seem to touch it very well. Obviously, he, he left one hang into Hoskins in the seventh. And then he was talking about in the postgame that he thought his cutter was really good the entire day until he left a spinner over the heart of the plate to Hoskins, who also hit it out. So, yeah, both both guys yesterday, Wainwright and Wheeler, were really, really good. And there's really not a whole lot else to say about, about that. But well, let's talk about the decision-making process to leave Wainwright in in the, uh, in the ninth inning, to let him hit for himself and... Uh, or not, not, I'm sorry, he didn't hit for himself in the eighth inning, but let him, let him go back out there in the in the eighth inning. Or in the ninth inning. Let, let's talk about that for a second. Wainwright was absolutely cruising all the way through the through the sixth inning. And then in the seventh inning, he gives up um he, he gets gives up a home run to Hoskins. That was 130 miles an hour off the bat, hundred or thousand batting, expected batting average, bomb, right? So th- th- there's the argument here that he was getting rocked past the seventh inning, even though he's getting outs for the most part other than that home run. So, so let, let, let's, look, look, let's look at that. Uh, seventh inning on. He got the home run. This is all of his exit velocities in the seventh inning on. Home run to Hoskins. Harper flew out on a batting average, expected batting average of 690 on a ball that was hit over 100 miles an hour. Real Muto singles. 
Gregorius gets a pop out. Boom. It's a little soft line out. Uh, that's the only exit of Elos. So three hard hit balls, two hits, and a fly out in that seventh inning for Wainwright. Moving on to the eighth thing, he was still getting rocked. He gave up a line out to Herrera that was sitting 98 miles an hour. All the Both these expected batting averages are over 450. Um, Madden grounded out on a expected batting average of 500. And then Wheeler with a soft ground out. So two uh, two more hard hit balls that inning. So I, I understand the argument. Then you move on to the ninth inning. He gives up a hard ground ball to to uh, Brad Miller that uh, hit right at somebody, but a hard ground ball. I understand the thought process of of, of wanting to take Wainwright out. Then Wainwright gives up the home run, gets another fly out that also had an expected batting average of four ten on JT Real Muto. I understand the thought process. He's getting hit hard. Um, a little bit there past the seventh inning, or seventh inning on, I should say, and you had the top of the lineup do a fourth time looking at Mr. Wainwright. I understand that thought process. At the same time, what Adam Wainwright was dealing, he was pitching extremely well for the entirety of that game. He made two mistakes the entire night. And there are tons of people saying that Mike Schultz is the worst manager in baseball and all this stuff. And You know what, I think th- this one, th- this decision here, this isn't, I, I get that it was a decision that in a way, in a way, cost the Cardinals the game because they ended up tying it in the ninth inning. I understand that. In a way, it cost the Cardinals the game. But at the same time, I don't think this decision is one of those decisions where Mike Schild is the worst and all these things because if it works, then Schild gets all the praise for trusting his guy, saving the bullpen bullets. It's all about the player's execution. Managers can make all the decisions in the world. They really get judged on, in my opinion, how the players execute their decisions. Adam Wainwright did not execute Schilt's decision very well. He didn't. So, like I said, I understand the frustration, but I, and I, yes, I, I defend Schultz a lot more than you guys might like me to, but I was okay with, in, with that decision in the moment. Even once he gave up the home run, Adam Wainwright, and again, this might be a little old-fashioned, but Adam Wainwright earned the opportunity to go back out there in the ninth and finish finish the job. And yes, I'll also agree that this is probably the second time this season that Schultz has done this with the starter. He also did it with John Gant sending Gant back out in the in the sixth inning of a game that Schultz also got burnt on. So, yeah, maybe there's an argument to be had. Okay, I get that. Um, but at the same time, I was more okay with today's yesterday's decision than I was with the Gant decision. This I was okay with sitting right back out there. And complain complain all we want. We can do everything. Two bottom lines here. I know there's usually only one, but to me, there, there's two bottom lines with this. Bottom line number one, Wainwright didn't execute. He didn't didn't pitch the way he should have. He did not did not do the best that he could because he made the mistake to Hoskins. Also, bottom line, Wainwright pitched his tail off. He just happened to go up against Zach Wheeler, who also pitched his tail off. This one, I Schilt talked about whenever he left Ganton too long that he that was a mistake. He needs to put players in better position to succeed. Wainwright was dominating. Wainwright was still in a position to succeed. I was more than okay with leaving Wainwright in. Because here's the thing as well. I think that if Schilt brings in a bullpen piece and the bullpen piece gives up a run, then people are saying, oh, why would you bring in a bullpen piece? Why, would you, why, why wouldn't you just let Wainwright finish the game? It's all about the results. That's what, that's what managers get judged on, in my mind. So I was okay with that decision. It was really Wainwright's game to finish. And he just wasn't able to do it. 
Or he, he did finish it, but he, he made one more mistake. One more mistake. Um, so I was okay with leaving him in. I know a lot of you weren't. That's okay. We, we can disagree. Um, but Wainwright deserved the opportunity to finish that game. He was able to finish it. Two blemishes, hanging curveball, spinning cutter. It is what it is. But uh, we'll take a quick break and then talk about the offense here coming up next. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings that are sure to bring joy into her life. By using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply just a beautiful conversation piece. They are the only perfect way to bring light into her life. They are available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E dot com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight. And it is fairly priced, so you can give her something truly special and meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she will treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 at BlueNile.com. Today's show sponsor is rockauto.com. It's a unique family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Head over to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Offense was non-existent in yesterday's game. That, that's not to, to harp on the offense, like I mentioned at the top and a little bit in the first segment. Wheeler was really, really good. Uh, before we talk about the offense, the NFL Draft is this week, and the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Should be super exciting. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page today to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft starting Thursday through May 1st. That is Thursday to Saturday. Really fun and exciting stuff. Hopefully the Bears draft somebody good. I'm not a big football guy, but I'm a Bears fan, so that's why uh, I say that. But let's get back to baseball here. Two hits for St. Louis yesterday. Paul DeYoung worked a really good at-bat in that fifth inning there. Uh, Nine-pitch A-B, able to go the other way on a little two-out single there. And then Tommy Evan with a rocket in the ninth inning uh, to kind of set up a little bit of uh, a little bit of a rally in that ninth inning for for St. Louis, a ball that was hit um, 104 miles an hour. Uh, that was hit on a rope um, to uh, to the second base, and that that was able to get through. And again, Tommy Evan is is legit. He was really good. And really, for the first eight innings, there there literally is just the one base hit to talk about because Wheeler. Uh, didn't he, he had three walks, uh, but there, there really wasn't uh, wasn't much to, to write home about for the offense. So we're just going to go ahead right to the ninth inning. 
and talk about what happened there. Um, because Zach Wheeler goes out for the eighth inning, and Matt Carpenter is able to work a, uh, a seven-pitch walk, a really good at-bat. He went down 1-2, took a curveball in the dirt, swung on a strike, fouled a curveball, fouled a slider off, and then took three straight heaters for ball four. Or for balls two, three, and four, I should say. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were saying, why pensioning him? Why not a better option? Dean, um, maybe even Kisner. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe some of you guys were, were saying that. Sosa, but I, I was okay with with, with Carp pensioning there. And, you know, that, that's a decision that Schilt doesn't get enough credit for, that, that Schilt got right. Carpenter was able to do his job, get on base, and do what he needed to do. Credit to Matt Carpenter there, 100%. I mean, it was his walk that ended up closing out Zach Wheeler's day. <laughs> After his walk, Wheeler was forced to go out. Like I mentioned, Edmund went with a hard base hit. And then 2-3-4 came up in the lineup. Carlson hit the ball weakly, but he got a productive out to get the run home. 2-1. to one. Should it have been tied? Maybe. Again, I was okay leaving Renard right in. You play with the hand you're dealt once they've been dealt to you. Cardinals offense was dealt a 2-0 deficit in the ninth inning. That's what they played with. I was really, I was okay with, with Carlson's ground out, um, or Carlson's productive out. Goalie's in a funk right now. I think Arnado is too. I want to talk about goalie for a second. Number three hitter, gets ahead 3-0. Takes a 3-0 pitch, fastball in the corner. It was a strike. I, I'm not going to admit that. Or I'm not going to uh, argue that. And then takes a swing on a 3-1, and one, a really good swing, that he fouls, for the most part, straight back. And I literally said out loud to my friend that I was watching him with, I was like, ooh, this at bat might be over. He's going to want that one back. Not going to get too many heaters like that right down the pipe. Lo and behold, the very next pitch is a heater. I don't remember it being right down center cut as much as MB.com has it on their little uh, plays, but it was pretty center cut. And he pops it up. I'm sorry. You can't get ahead in the count, 3-1, and one, with the winning run on base and proceed to pop up as a three-hole hitter. Just can't happen. I'm like, I'm not trying to harp, but I am trying to say that can't happen. Goldie needs to get the job done there. I mean, that, that just can't happen, especially as, as a three-hitter. Just can't. I mean, Dylan Carlson did probably the second worst thing he could do, which is ground out, but he was still able to get the run home and stay out of a double play to keep the winning run, or the tying run, excuse me, on second base. I misspoke earlier. The tying run was on base, not the winning run. So, I mean, that that's a fail on Goldie there. And I'm not trying to, trying to be whatever, but that is what it is. It is a fail on Goldschmidt. Very next pitch, Arnauto gives it a ride to deep left center field, and it was a it was an out. It had an expected batting average of, of five hundred. There's a 50-50 chance that it was going to be a hit. Arnado did what he needed to do. Hit the ball hard, gave it a ride. Almost, I mean, if he would have hit that out, oh my goodness, Bush would have gone into an absolute frenzy. I mean, holy freaking cow! That would have been absolutely. Like that would have been crazy. Sadly, it it only is a, it is a question of what if, not what happened. So, offense was shut down by a pitcher at the top of his game in Zach Wheeler, and then unable to produce in the ninth inning. 
that's just all it comes down to. And, you know, as much as I love Carlson hitting in the two hole with Goldie and Arenado hitting third and fourth, I mean, that, that <laughs> yesterday was an example of a, of a failure on their part. And you might be saying, oh, Lucas, why aren't you harping on Schilt like you're harping on the offense? Again, because I agreed with the, the decision Schilt made. I would have made the same decision in Schilt's shoes. When I was under 100 pitches, I think he was close to 90 at the time. <laughs> I don't think too many managers make the decision that Schilt... I don't think too many managers don't make the decision that Schilt made. So, to me, the offensive failure in the ninth was more of a failure than Schilt's managerial decision in the top half of the ninth. I mean, that, that just can't happen. The Cardinals did not have many opportunities yesterday with runners in scoring position, only three. And they were 0 for 3. Grounded into two double plays throughout the course of the game. I mean, there's never one person at fault for a baseball game, ever. I don't care what anybody says. It's not just the manager. It's not just the pitcher who gave up a home run. It's not just the umpires. There are multiple factors that lost the Cardinals this game. To me, a big one being the top half of the ninth or bottom half of the ninth inning, when the Cardinals were unable to produce when they had the first two runners on base. Yeah, two on, nobody out. With two, three, four coming up, gotta be better than that. Just, I mean, yeah, and I'm not also not trying to take anything away from Hector Neris, who's had a pretty good year based on the numbers. Just, just gotta be better. And you know, all we can do now is move on and talk about today's game. So that's exactly what we're gonna do. Offense trying to get out of this. Uh, out of the little day fun as the Cardinals fall back to 500. Uh, but we'll go ahead and talk about today's matchup coming up here in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sport actions on the go as the NFL Draft is on, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the news odds, and info for your sporting needs, including, like I mentioned, MLB, but also NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, you can get free money. Enter the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, meaning that if you deposit, let's just say, let's go low, let's say if you deposit 50 bucks, you'll get 25 extra dollars on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. This is all at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I suppose you could say that a a silver lining in yesterday's loss, or something positive to look at, is that the Cubs lost to Atlanta. The Brewers lost to Miami. The Reds Reds did win, but we had two of the division foes lose uh, with the Cubs and Brewers, which is a good thing. Uh, But but today, first pitch, 645 once again. for the um, Eflin-Martinez matchup, Eflin comes in with, with good overall numbers. Uh, 1-0, 2-7-7 area, 19 punch outs. Uh, just two walks and 26 innings, which is huge. He's got a 
fastball sinker slider change curve mix um throws a sinker most of the time with mixing in about 10 percent of a four seam fastball um gives up a lot of barrels though and uh, what i mean by that is is according to stat stat their baseball savant 7.7 percent he gives up barrel percentage which is balls hit right on the barrel of the bat which is um which is i'm sorry he gives up a few barrels not a lot now meanwhile martinez um, he gives up 11.3% barrel, um, only 2.8% of his contact is weak, and again, I'm not going to get too much into, um, into stat cast here numbers, but just to kind of give you, give you an idea, um, Eflin does have a really, uh, he's in the, the bottom percentage of expected batting average, expected slugging, uh, both 289 batting average, 506 slugging percentage, um, but Martinez is in the same boat, 298, 581. So we'll see um, if anything gives or if we just have uh, another good pitching matchup because I think that Martinez has the capability to be really good. And Eflin, obviously, not trying to take anything away from him. Um, but we'll, we'll see what Martinez can do because Martinez right now needs to be needs to be a stopper. And, yes, the Cardinals only lost one game, and it's nothing to, to freak out about like, oh, no, the season's over. Obviously, like, I'm not trying to say that this is a huge, long losing streak that Martinez need to, needs to stop because, honestly... Wainwright, nine innings, two earned runs at home. I will take that eight days out of the week. And I'll let you figure out what what's important about me saying eight days in a week. But Wainwright continued the, the streak of really good starting pitching. Like really, really phenomenally, exceptionally good starting pitching. So in that sense, Martinez can just keep it going. What I mean by stopper is that he needs to, to pitch... And like a mindset of, okay, we're on a losing streak. This offense is sputtering. I need to stop this offense. That's the mindset Martinez needs to have tonight. And we'll see what he can do against the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, he need, like I said, he needs to ride the momentum uh, of the, the starting rotation, but he also needs to pitch with a mindset uh, of, having, um, of having a really good start like his team needs it. Uh, and his last outing against, uh, and his one outing against the Phillies was not very good. Five innings, six earned when he gave up the six, six run second inning. He also retired 11 straight Phillies at one point during that game. So again, I beg the, it begs the question, which Carlos Martinez is going to show up today? I predicted on yesterday's show that the Cardinals would win yesterday and Thursday. Um, I still think that that might be true, I, um, but also I, I'm being optimistic and wanting the Cardinals to, to to earn a split here, which means they're going to have to win either today or tomorrow. I think a better Carlos Martinez shows up today. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to go nine shutout innings, but I think it's going to be closer to six, seven innings, one to three runs, and I think the Cardinals have a chance to win with Martinez's pitching effort tonight. But again, the question is always asked when Martinez takes the hill, which Martinez is going to show up? We'll find out tonight. I think it's a good Carlos Martinez that he shows up, pitches well, and um, and gives his team a chance to win. So that's all I got today. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow. Talking about today's game, also have something a little bit. Uh, KSDK station in St. Louis had a little piece on Pete Rose that I'll play some clips for you and give my thoughts on it. Also have Corey Miller, sports anchor of KSDK, on the show tomorrow uh, talking about that interview. So it should be super exciting stuff. But um, until I talk to you guys again, be sure to follow the show on Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. That's also the Twitter uh, handle for the Instagram or for the show. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Email the show with any questions anytime at lockedoncards at gmail.com. That's all I got for today. Be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.